Hello, everybody, and welcome to Minute 90. Wow, can't believe we're at 90 already. Of Season 5 of Move for a Minute, the daily podcast, where we yippee-ki our way through the 1990, hey, there we go, 90 again, Bruce Willis action film, Die Hard 2, Die Harder, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me to finish off this week and close out the 90-minute mark is David Brooke from Blueprint Review. Welcome back to the show, David. Hello, looking forward to seeing if these flashing devices do anything or not. They'll, they'll flash. <laughs> Wait, they, they need to do something besides flash? Come on. Unfortunately, unfortunately that there. is all they do. But yeah, I can remember rewatching. It's been a while since I've seen it. And when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, explosions. Uh, I've always got a soft spot for a good, good old flashing explosion. Yes. But no, no dice. Well, what can you do? <laughs> You got you got to hope for, for there are plenty of other explosions in the film. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. So minute ninety begins with uh, Grant taking a few pot shots and ends with Grant uh, leading his men to the church. So yesterday we we ended things with the the firefight beginning. Whether it's real or not, we we don't know. And you know a lot of broken windows in the church, and a lot of shooting back and forth. And we we ended things with uh, Grant jumping down into the ground and getting ready to shoot. He pulls out his gun and is getting ready to shoot. And he shoots twice, but we only see one muzzle flash. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it doesn't quite cut away quick enough to suggest it cuts after the muzzle flash should have been there, yeah. That's right, that's right. But, you know, it's still fine. (laughs) Still fun. <laughs> and I did have a theory actually. Just sorry, just watching sure. this again. I did have a theory about a theory about the windows. Um, I guess again, it could be argued. You could argue it's all part of their plan. Is they perfectly quickly smashed the windows because they didn't want anyone anyone not in on the plan to notice that their guns were not doing any damage to the windows because they're not shooting anything. So possibly that was uh, part of the whole scheme to smash as many windows as visible as possible. It doesn't still doesn't explain how three of them <laughs> smashed five windows at six windows. Probably was right, but um, uh, but but the, yeah. there's something else that 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 uh, it, they can make it seem as if there are more of them. Yeah, yeah, true. If you're breaking more windows and shooting from different angles and stuff like that, so then you can think that okay, you know, we're we're dealing with more people here. Yeah, so yeah, that, there, there is that too. Hmm. Right. So as a Grant shoots with his pistol, goes back to the question that we asked yesterday, you know, are those real bullets or are those blue bullets? But uh, the assumption is, is that either he's completely not aiming in the right direction and they're real bullets or, you know, or hmm. they're fake bullets or he doesn't care. Hmm. You know, one less person to, to spread the wealth with. You know, he split one, he split with sure. one less way. It wasn't me who shot him. It was McLean. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. No, <laughs> no idea. No. So then Blue Light continues with their assault on the church, and then we we see Miller, who just a few seconds ago was shooting a whole bunch of uh, uh, rounds out the window, sets another one of the the, the assumed charges. You know, and flips on the little blue uh, the red, little red lights, and they they all start uh, you know flashing. All around as he's doing that and it makes you wonder who's shooting now because then the next shot we see burke walking around also there so 
I, I guess they, yeah, and you can hear loads of guns. Yeah, that's right. So who who is still shooting? You know, Khan is still there. I know Khan and Garber are still there. So okay, maybe someone's shooting up there, something like that. You know, I mean, we're, we're, there are a total of six six guys left here. And you you, know, you'd hear the you'd hear the outside guns. I guess they might be still firing off. Yeah, yeah, but they'd be shooting if they don't see the muzzle flashes <laughs> coming towards them. Yeah, so I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> but but we see Burke once again moving back and forth from the right to the left, left to right, right to left, left to right. No, that. And then uh, Stewart screams out and goes, "General, it's time." <laughs> and then he walks over. I mean, we've talked about this numerous times. Uh, we talked about it with uh, with Jess. Uh, back in, uh, I think it was episode 36. And then when Todd was on, I think in episode 71, we were talking about this. You know, you, you have this this counter, which is counting up, which we have not, mm. we were never able to figure out why it's counting up. And then Stuart goes over to it. And, and this time it's, it's obscured, so you can only see the, the seconds counting up and you don't know the full minutes of what it was talking about. So you see it goes 45, 46, you know, and then uh, he basically turns everything off, uh, including that timer. So we will never know what the timer is really used for. Is it just not a fancy clock? It, it is. That's true. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, I guess. Could be. <laughs> and and then uh, he turns everything off at one shot. And again, we see all of the bad guys walking here. So nobody is shooting. <laughs> They've 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 stopped that, and then this time we get Burke, you know, John Guziamo, to to put in one of the the charges, and this one also has the number two next to it. I guess they are all number twoed. No idea. Hmm. Maybe that's the that might be the channel for the detonator. It's the brand name. I don't know. Could be could be so many different. Oh, the detonator channel, I think. That's right. And then they they open up the back door and come out, and they're wearing ski masks also. But what color are their ski masks? Black. So it goes. It, it's what you talked about earlier this week. It's the the spy versus spy idea, that you know you have red versus black and black. Uh, sorry, white versus black and black versus white. So it could be either of them, and you know they they do a great job of covering up the faces of these guys as they come out. You know we we see that they're 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 shooting towards the the the, the guys from blue light and blue light are shooting at them also. You know, and I love how some of them just stand there in the middle and and shoot in the in that direction as they're going. Mm. You know, because again, they know that they have no, there's no danger unless John gets a shot off. You know, that type of thing. And uh, we we see all of them, all five of them, are just crouching as they go through the intermittent fire. And then someone gets there and and starts grabbing a tarp and starts pulling it off, and and we're revealed underneath a whole bunch of snowmobiles. Right now, did you count how many snowmobiles there are here? Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they clearly weren't enough for all the people who survived. <laughs> That's one, two, three, four, five. That is what I was going to say. There are. Well, they could have shared. Could have had someone on the back. Yeah, the back No, but if they're the if there were supposed to be a total of thirteen oh, people, yeah, yeah, there were loads more. They? They, they they should be thirteen <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, getting on there. Someone, you know, three <laughs> three guys are being left behind. <laughs> there are not enough. There are not enough uh, snowmobiles here, for sure. Snowmobiles, no. Right. <laughs> Must have rung the rental guy and said, oh, I'll come pick up a few of them, <laughs> save the money. That's right. 
That's right. Oh, Cochrane's dead. All right, get rid of another one. Oh, we lost the four. We lost the four guys at the uh, annex. Come on, walk. All right, we don't need that one either. You know, we don't. We don't have to pay extra for them. Okay, there is something to that. It makes sense. Um, so, so they they pulled this tarp off of it. Do you do you know what the uh, full name of a tarp is? Tarpaulin. Yeah, tarpaulin. Tarpaulin, um, which is a large sheet of strong, flexible, water resistant or waterproof material, often cloth such as canvas or polyester. Uh, sometimes made of plastics, and they uh, they have reinforced their grommets at the corners and along the sides to form attachment points for rope, allowing them to be tied down or suspended. You know, and some people make uh, inexpensive ones and stuff like that, and it's used basically to keep rain off of things or you know to to uh, to save things from the weather. You know, sometimes you might have it on wood piles. Uh, open trucks sometimes have it on them or something like that, uh, because it, it also protects things from sunlight, not just uh, bad weather with the whole thing. And sometimes uh, people use canvas ones, which are not 100% waterproof, but they, they're usually water resistant. You know the difference between waterproof and water resistant, right? Yeah. I remember when I when you know as a kid when I had a watch the whole the whole question was okay what is water resistant and waterproof what's the difference you know can I how deep down can you dive and the answer is like going to 200 meters and there's no way I'm going 200 meters anyway so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> oh the watches yeah yeah. <laughs> With tarps they have different colors showing the different type of grade of of the the tarps themselves. You know about the you know how how strong they are and stuff like that. So the, the lightest ones are the blue ones. Then you have yellow or orange, followed by green. And then you have silver. And then brown are the super heavy, heavy-duty ones that, you know, the tarp is thicker. That's the difference. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty different. You know, like the blue one is anywhere between 0.13 and 0.15 millimeters thick. And the brown ones are 40, or 0.41 millimeters. So we're talking... Uh, Almost three times uh, as thick, so that's uh, you know pretty interesting. Do you know where the word tarpaulin comes from? Oh, no idea. So it, it it was it's a conjunction of the words tar and pauling, which were referring to uh, they would have a a pall p a l l that was used to cover objects on ships, and they would tar it um, in order to to keep it uh, water resistant and things like that. And so, therefore, they they actually started calling sailors uh, jack tars because of the type of work that they would do, that they would always be tarring things and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah. And, you know, they, they so we, we realized that, that someone got their math wrong here or whatever. But you can also see, they, they let us see each of them as they get on the, the snowmobile. So you have Garber on the far left. Miller is the one next to him. Burke is in the middle. Then you have Khan having Esperanza on his back, and then Stewart is on the the right, which he doesn't have any type of uh, hat or or mask or anything like that. And I think that's just so we can tell that it's him. You know, this it's not just cannon fodder. You know, the idea that we we mentioned earlier this week that all the guys in blue light are we can't see who they are because they're they're all nameless and faceless and things like that. But here, you know, basically most of 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 most people watching this will not know the names of all the characters like like i for some strange reason right. do but you know they, they still want you to be able to identify Stuart. 
So he's the guy who just has the yeah, yeah, yeah. goggles on. You know. Yeah, as I say, it's a, it's a stuntman thing as well. I guess it's a, got masks and things. It's easier to just shove a stuntman in his shot, swap them around. Correct. But um, I, but yeah, as you say, but they always want to identify the, uh, the That's main right. guys. That's right. And then, uh, you know, Stuart gives them like this, this uh, he like whirls his hand around in a circular motion, you know, which I've seen in movies where it's like take off. So I, I guess it's more or less what he's telling them, you know, get ready, take off. Uh, we're getting out of here type of thing even though i'm assuming they all assume that they already all know that because they're on the snowmobiles getting ready to, uh, to go but okay yeah they, they're just gonna sit there are they? and and i love how they they have to leave in a formation you know they go one at a time you know it starts off well i guess they're soldiers it might be just in their blood and, uh, and if they all went at once it'd be chaos that's right <laughs> so it makes sense it makes that's sense right. at this point john screams out they're pulling out and grant goes what he goes out the back so it's just very funny like what would they have done if john wasn't here besides get away with everything (laughs) yeah you know as far as they're concerned it doesn't really make a difference you know that we're going to keep shooting we know i mean one of their guys one of the guys in blue light was shooting at them as they're running in the open space so you know somebody knows that these guys are are uh you know are, are not in the building anymore so, I, but again, I guess it's part of the plan, so they don't really care. And it's a good thing that uh, John McLean's there. <laughs> and then, I mean, when Grant responds, what? It's like, oops, you know, uh-oh, someone someone noticed. <laughs> mm. um, and then they, they, they get out one by one, and then John gets up to go search for them. And then Grant turns to one of his men and goes, move it, Albertson. Take your men, take your men around back. You know, now he needs to make it seem as if he's he's really trying. Mm. You know, and then the, the snowmobiles start uh, taking off. And the funniest thing is, you know, it goes back to what we were saying earlier this week about the, how they have to break windows. You know, they each of them has to go <laughs> through a different fence. <laughs> yeah, fence. Even though in reality, it'd really bugger up their, uh, their That's right. getaway. That's right. And, and first of all, forget about that. One of them goes through, then the rest can go through the same one. You know, it's not. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, they've, we've made an opening now. Go through. So I don't know. And then, and we even get three of the snowmobiles that, like, they leap off a small dune. You know, a little bit in in the air, just to just to show us how <laughs> uh, how much of daredevils these guys are. <laughs> to be fair, I'd probably do that. <laughs> well, I. I, I hope you wouldn't have been. I hope you wouldn't be uh, in this situation that they are. That they're trying to get away from army special forces that are shooting blanks <laughs> at them. True. <laughs> yeah. Although they, they know they're not going to get them. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. To be fair, have you ever have you ever driven a snowmobile? No, never. Oh, there's there's so much fun. They're they're amazing. I've, uh, yeah, I've driven one uh, once. In Finland, uh, they're incredible fun. Yes, in Finland. We're, we're, we're... weirdly though not. Weirdly, though, not visiting my wife's family. It was actually uh, doing a film shoot um, up in Lapland with a friend of mine. And uh, and we were kind of it was it was one of my favorite film shoots because we um, we just uh, it, it, we we kind of just did all the touristy stuff and filmed it um, randomly <laughs> as part of it. It was supposed to the film was supposed to be documenting the 
kind of behind the scenes of a concert that was going to take place uh, uh, in the snow when they were going to make these big ice sculptures and things. Um, but we kind of are filming. We just kind of filmed the guys doing all these cool, like, uh, <laughs> touristy stuff, going on snowmobiles, riding on dog sleds <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. But, yeah, I got to film off the back of the snowmobile, which is really fun. And I got to ride. We had to actually ride one to actually get to where we wanted to go. And that was amazing. Although I must admit, I did crash mine. It did actually flip over and land on me. But the, the snow was so thick, it didn't really do much damage. I, I just pushed me down a bit. Damage but, to you or to yeah, the snowmobile? <laughs> <laughs> no, no damage to anyone, thankfully. Uh, the snow was super deep. Um, but that was a bit scary. But but it, there are loads of fun. So, yeah, as I say, if I saw a little jump like that, I'd probably go for it, no matter what I was chasing away from. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And and where, are you allowed in Finland to to ride snowmobiles with clothes, or do you have to do that naked also? Like everything else that you have to do in Finland? <laughs> yeah, no, it's got to be naked. Got to be naked. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're more sensible out of the house. Actually, no, that's not true. They quite often run outside after the sauna to jump in the snow. Um, well, I say often, not often, but it's, it's kind of a, a thing that occasionally happens. I've seen it happen once. <laughs> and did you did you follow suit? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, good, good man, good. <laughs> and then the, the the minute basically ends as we see uh, Grant and his men uh, begin to approach the the, the church, the the front line. Now it, it's again, it's funny. I mean, we'll we'll see on Monday what really happens here. But but John just says to them, they're in the back. Why are they going to the front? <laughs> yeah, they've seen them all leave. <laughs> they're in the back. They're in the back. All right, we're gonna check out the front first, and then once we clear the front, we'll go to the back. <laughs> clearly so, stalling. Yes, clearly. All right. Um, so, do you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the scripts? Oh, no, no, okay, nothing, I think it's well covered. <laughs> All right, great. So it continues with, uh, it says, McLean takes cover behind a parked car and he hears sounds of splintering wood. <laughs> They're pulling out, and he's on his feet, firing his pistol, pistol, here outclassed by the assault rifles. Grant signals to his men, then follows McLean. They rush the church. There's no more fire from the front. Some of the men smash through the doors. Others run alongside the church. Behind the church, through a crane shot, Stuart leads his men in Esperanza towards what looks like bushes about 30 yards beyond it. But as Miller and Burke reach them and grab at fabric, we realize it is a snow camouflaged tarpaulin. Mc, uh... All right, and Ed, we're going to actually stop there because uh, the rest of the stuff, uh, it takes place... Uh, basically on monday yeah i don't want to give away too much of what the whole thing is here but again they you know according to the script basically we don't see them get on on the uh you know on the snowmobiles themselves they they get on the snowmobiles and and then uh you know john starts chasing them which is a little bit of a hint of what's going to happen next week (laughs) all right so every friday i have a segment called where are they up to this weekend which we're starting to get to points where it might be a little difficult for my guests to to deal with this one. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you have any idea what we're going to be doing here, David. I don't know if, if, if you're familiar or not. No. All right. So you're going to be surprised. Uh, basically, you know, the, the idea here is, okay, we've gone through 90 minutes of Die Hard 2. All right. So we, you know, and now we'll be beginning, you know, the final uh, half hour plus of, of the movie uh, starting on Monday. But, 
the question is, okay, where are some of our favorite movies up to at the 90 minute mark? All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, since, since you don't have a, uh, your own movies by minute podcast, I, I asked you to give me a list of your three favorite movies. And now we're going to ah. test your memory to see if you can Ooh. figure out what is going on in some of your favorite movies uh, at this point. Okay, I, I, one, of them, one of them will be easy. Okay, I only chose two of them, so uh, okay. maybe maybe the one maybe the one that I chose maybe the one that I didn't choose is the, choose is the one that was going to be really easy for you. Uh, I apologize in advance <laughs> yeah, if that's the case. Um, right. So the the one that I didn't choose is this is Spinal Tap. Is that the one you're referring well, to? That would have been the easy one be because, because it's less than 90 minutes. It would be finished. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I, I think that would be a little bit of, bit of a problem. I mean, I didn't choose it because I'm, I'm trying to only do, uh, you know, two if I can uh, to, to try and keep this, uh, you know, time, uh, you know, time efficient, I guess you can say. Uh, but yes, you you. You were definitely correct about the fact that uh, if we were to do uh, this is Spinal Tap, it ended eight minutes ago. So even if you would have been on last week, it wouldn't have helped. You know, it's it's only an 82-minute movie. So, uh, yeah. yeah. It's a good thing I didn't choose that one. But your other two movies are, are much longer. So that is not yeah. something we have a problem with. So we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, that's like Godfather's pretty long. That's right. Okay, well, since you let the, the cat out of the bag, we'll, we'll start with The Godfather. <laughs> that's okay. Not a problem. So the Godfather, what is happening at the ninety-minute mark? What what would you think? Oh, it's it's, it's just slightly past the middle. So it's exactly it's right think, right past the yeah. middle exactly. I'm just trying to think what the big turning point is. I'm trying to. Oh God. Um. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen it. Now I'm trying to. Could it be? You're supposed to guess, not look. <laughs> oh God, it's been a while. I'm just, God knows. Um, I guess would it be? Could it be the first attempt on? Oh, no, that must be earlier than that. I can't remember. The first attempt when the Godfather first gets, he doesn't die straight away, but he um, when he's first shot down, could it be around there? Nope. Oh, is that earlier than that? Nope. Oh no. At the uh, at least in the version of of the, the the Godfather that I have here, which again, you know, might be different versions and stuff like that. This is exactly in in minute ninety is when Michael shoots in the restaurant. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I was about to say it's going to be one of the main right in the middle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that that's where that happens. And then your your other choice is the movie uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah. What do you think mm -hmm. is going on in at the ninety minute mark? Oh, it's going to be a bit a little after the kind of main middle bit. Oh dear. This is tricky. Um. Mm, mm, the big middle bit i'm trying to think it's a complex film it's not a there's not a really easy middle bit i'm trying to think of well this is a little beyond the middle you know could it be yeah a little beyond it could it be the um could it be the shootout in the 
to town after this uh after after they after this after there's been the auction oh is that too that might be later than that is it after the auction and there's a bit of a shootout in town uh no it's it's on the train Oh, okay. The killing of um... so it's it. We we have you know Harmonica sitting there on the train, and he's looking out the window, and exactly at the 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 ninety minute mark uh, is where he sees uh, Jason Robarts hanging on upside down outside the window. Oh yeah yeah yeah, awesome. Yeah. So yep, that's where those those two movies are at this point. But again, you know the the as as we move further into this movie. I'm assuming that uh, you know many of my guests will will have a problem that their movie will be over by this point, so you know, <laughs> yeah. we'll have to we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. Uh, some of them some of them I know will be fine, and some of them I I know that we will not be. But uh, but the question is is whether you know my guests will be able to to remember that their movie like you did that their movie is over before ninety minutes or before their their minutes get there. <laughs> I I do I yeah. I always remember Spinal Tap being very, very short. <laughs> okay, that that is fair. And in the UK, in the UK, in PAL as well. I mean, Blu-ray is different. I mean, in the UK, we have PAL instead of NTSC, and um, there's something called PAL Speed Up, where it plays at a different frame rate. So our films are slightly shorter than yours it, on DVD and VHS. They play slightly faster. We watch our films in slight, slightly faster speed than you guys. See, do. that's the thing. I, I, I. <laughs> Again, I live in a country which also has PAL. I mean, I can't remember the last time okay, I can't okay. remember the last time I watched a videotape, you know, because because PAL and NTSC is only videotapes, correct? Uh, I think it's a D, I think DVD as well. D, no, but DVD um, it's a different different rate also, a different speed rate. I think I think uh, yeah, I think I think they used to use a different frame rate. Um, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they, yeah, and they definitely had different resolution. I'm not sure about the frame rate. I'm pretty sure, um, but I might be wrong. Hmm, interesting. No, I never, I never really sure. thought about it. I mean, I've, I've always known the difference between PAL and NTSC, you know, and sometimes, you know, there, I, I used to always have problems because I, I had yeah, to no. make sure that the, whatever video, whatever VCR I, I bought or was using, I needed to make sure that I could use both because I had some that were movies that were done in PAL and some that were NTSC, you know, when I would get them from the yeah. state. No, I've looked, I, yeah, no, quickly looked it up. No, DVD era, yeah, definitely on DVD, there was PAL speed up. Um, because the PAL DVDs would play at 25 frames per second, whereas movies um, would tend to be 24. So yeah, there was PAL speed up. Hmm, interesting. On DVD, but on Blu-ray, on Blu-ray they've made it so that Blu-ray players are clever and can play at different rates depending on what the actual original source material is. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. And does, does that is how does that work with streaming? Does streaming also do? Uh... The different types of I think again like again streaming yeah it's 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 fixed to whatever the file is so as long as it's been encoded at the the actual speed of the video footage then it will play at that play at that frame rate <laughs> so it's um yeah it's it's not a problem but in DVD they're all set all the UK ones are just set um but I guess because of the old the way the TVs work perhaps and it was just set to 25 frames per second Interesting. Again, I've I've known about Palin and TSC for for thirty plus years. I never I never thought about what the actual difference was. I just thought it was just. So maybe now, maybe my answer for the ninety minute mark was right on my DVD copies. <laughs> no, probably not. I, no, because no you said it's faster, so it's even. It would be I don't pay enough attention to what minutes on. Right. Hmm. That's true. All right, so David, do you have anything in general you want to say about uh, 
Die Hard 2 beyond beyond uh, what we talked about? I guess I, no, I think I covered it quite well in the first episode. It's just I think it's a I think it's a great action movie, and it's 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 a it's a great example of my favorite genre, really. And uh, yeah, I, it's it's always a pleasure to watch it. And I, I I was kicking myself for waiting that long to rewatch it, really, when I watched it the other night, because I just had a hell of a lot of fun with it. So no, thanks for bringing me on and making me watch it again. Making? I don't know. If, I I didn't force you to. Well, it's it's suggested. You know, like you have suggested well, reading and stuff like that. You know, it's it was suggested that you would. Rewatch it. You didn't have to if you don't want. I'm to. always, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always watching films to review, so I, I, I kind of need excuses to rewatch films that I've already seen because I've, I'm always trying to watch new stuff that I've been sent a disc that I'm obliged to review. So it's, uh, I love. Uh, that's why I quite like doing these podcasts. It forces me to revisit films or watch films that I might normally not put on. So it's, uh, yeah, it's good. All right, cool. I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to help, and I, I, I plan to continue. I plan to continue to help you with that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, great. Do you want to once again tell people where they can find uh, David Burke? Yeah, uh, blueprintreview.co.uk is where you'll find all my writing on movies. And uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and all that kind of stuff. Just look for Blueprint Review. All right. And uh, finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on my website, movieroutminute.com, or you can find me on facebook david thank you very much for joining me this week i i had a very fun time hopefully you did too hopefully even more importantly our listeners did too and uh i will be i will be back on monday with a new guest but uh everyone have a great weekend and until monday yippee yippee if you're fond of sand dunes and salty air Quaint little villages here.